Hey Food Allergy Mama, if you're here, you've likely experienced the scary and lonely food allergy diagnosis with your child. Unfortunately, food allergy parents aren't taught how to navigate the food allergy lifestyle, and it's easy to feel alone and discouraged sometimes. But I'm here to show you that food allergy life doesn't have to feel restrictive, scary, or isolated. I'm Karina, and I'm a 17-year food allergy mom and food allergy coach at Friendly Pantry Consulting. I specialize in making food allergy life safer and less worrisome for food allergy families like yours. I'm not perfect, but over 17 years, I've learned a lot the hard way, and I'm sharing the secrets and resources you won't hear anywhere else that will help you feel confident living with food allergies faster and easier than I did. From introducing allergens, travel, navigating school, and educating friends and family, this podcast will give you the essential tips and strategies you need to help your food allergy child and family thrive. Welcome to the show. Well, hey there and welcome back to the show. So I did a poll on my Instagram stories about whether I should wait until fall to do a school theme podcast episode. And honestly, the votes were overwhelmingly positive to do one right away. So here we are in January talking about school. Um, If you're visiting or listening from Australia, you're probably just going to be starting school. So this might be perfect timing for you. But here we are talking about school and food allergies. And I think this topic is so, so important. We have managed uh, food allergies at school for 13 years now. So my daughter, as of time of recording, is in grade 10. And um, we managed food allergies in preschool, kindergarten, and then all the way up to grade 10. And what I have learned is that food allergy awareness is really not very good at school. I'm not saying that every school is bad or every teacher. And things have definitely improved over the years. But based on what I have seen in our school and what I've heard from so many of my Instagram followers and colleagues, there is still a long way to go. So for this podcast, I'm basing what I know about school on our own experiences, plus from the many messages I receive, the experiences I've heard from clients and other food allergy moms. And I have so much to say in this area. It's kind of become one of my flagship topics along with travel, but it's something that I have looked into a lot and I've honestly done a lot of research. There is limited research on food allergies at school, but there are some important things to know about. Most recently, there was an anaphylaxis practice parameter update. It came out in December 2023, and it is mostly for allergists and immunologists for their practice, but there is some good uh, knowledge there that can be got gleaned from that. So you will hear me reference that a little bit later in the podcast. Okay, so the first question I want to address is why should parents be a part of the food allergy training for schools? So at the beginning of our school career, I had no idea there were so many ways that food allergies impact school. And there's recess snacks, there's lunches that kids bring, but depending on the classroom, there's also food used in the class curriculum. There's sometimes birthday treats, bake sales, fall fairs, celebrations, days, field trips, and more. But unfortunately, some teachers and most schools in general 
don't even have a good awareness of the symptoms of anaphylaxis or even how to use the epinephrine injector. And these are basic food allergy safety requirements. So as time went on, and uh, it's been over 13 years now, I not only realized how much food was a part of school, but I also began to realize how important food allergy training was at school. Because even if the school does do yearly food allergy training about the signs and symptoms of anaphylaxis and epinephrine use, the teachers were not usually educated about cross-contact and how it affects their classroom or how important label reading is or how birthday celebrations can cause food allergy kids to be excluded and left out. And I want to emphasize that This is not teachers that are trying to hurt food allergy kids or make things harder for parents. It's just that food allergy awareness is still lacking in many schools. And honestly, many teachers have not dealt with food allergies personally. And so they just don't know what they don't know. And back when my daughter started preschool is when I started talking to teachers and learning about what was going on. And back then, I thought that schools would actually know what to do and would have plans and trainings in place. And I was so wrong. As I've become more aware of what was lacking when it comes to food allergy training, I've become more structured and knowledgeable about how I present food allergies to teachers. And so basically, I figured out that to cover all of the bases, we need to go over the daily school routines and find all the ways that food impacts those routines and how to either create new routines or find ways to make those routines safe. So I essentially created a template that I used year after year that I would just add to and make better and better. And if there was something that was uh, confusing, I would clear up the wording so that it would be easier for the teachers to understand. And I just started using it over and over and over every single year and improving it every single year. So after 13 years of experience, I now have what I call a school allergy plan template. And it's a detailed template that can be used to educate your teacher and your school that so that your child is safe and included. I'll post a link to that in the show notes. So some parents get confused and they say, well, when do I actually need to train my teacher? Like uh, my child only has peanut allergies and there's a peanut ban at the school. Do I actually need to train my teacher? And I want to say that the answer is yes. So basically, if you have a parent of a child who has a prescription for epinephrine, you want to do a yearly food allergy training with your teacher. And I know other parents who have said, well, you know, my child has never really needed their epinephrine. They've only had either a mild reaction or have never had a reaction. But I do want to encourage you, if this is the case, If you have a prescription for epinephrine, make sure you're educating your teacher because the thing is, is that future reactions do not, um, are not based on past reactions. So whatever reaction your child has had in the past, you never know if that is going to change or if they're going to have a more severe reaction in the future. Food allergy reactions are not consistent. Any, if you have a prescription for epinephrine, definitely you need to train your teacher and educate your teacher. And again, you might find out that your school already trains their staff about how to recognize anaphylaxis and how to use the EpiPen or the epinephrine injector, but unfortunately, you're not off the hook yet. This is definitely, yes, essential food allergy training, but 
teachers also need help preventing anaphylaxis in the first place and also keeping your child included at school. So you really will want to do the training because there's so many benefits. And let's talk about a few of those benefits now. First of all, the most obvious benefits are that it's going to decrease the chance that your child will ingest their allergen at school. And then if the allergen is ingested and anaphylaxis does occur, the right training is going to improve the chances of the best case scenario for your child. Another benefit is that basically educating your teacher in school about food allergy is going to increase food allergy awareness in general. And that is always a good thing. And I wanna do a little side note here because a lot of parents say, oh, well, my school has a nut ban or a peanut ban. So they're very allergy aware. And I just want to talk a little bit about this because I think there's a lot of things wrong with nut ban and allergen bans in general. The first thing is that teachers can get a false sense of security from these kinds of policies because they just don't know what they don't know. And there are a couple of dynamics that happen in these kinds of of situations. So my daughter went to a nut-free school and we often found that there were nuts at school. Um, Kids would see them at lunchtime, there would be peanut butter sandwiches, there would be peanut butter cups, um, there would be chocolate bars with nuts, there would be Nutella. Yes, the principal, he made a big deal about reminding everyone not to bring nuts, and but it was honestly always there. And it's not that parents were trying to do it. I mean, although sometimes they did, but sometimes parents would forget or maybe they had a picky eater and that's all their kids would eat. So they would try and kind of sneak it in. And unfortunately, it's just the reality. Um, It is there. And so if these kinds of things are in place, well, the teachers are thinking, well, there's not supposed to be nuts. So they get this false sense of security that they don't have to do other policies or procedures that will actually keep the child safe. And instead, they just depend on those policies that are not actually working. And I know this isn't a popular thing for those peanut and tree nut families because they want to have nut bands. And I know it does give um, a certain sense of security. I felt the same way. But there's also research that backs this up. And the research shows that epinephrine injections do not decrease when there are allergy bans in place at school. Now, there could be many reasons for this, but I feel like one of the reasons is this false sense of security that everybody has with the allergy ban and that they're not actually doing what they need to do to keep food allergy kids safe. And so, you know, the the anaphylactic practice parameters update states that current research does not support consistent benefits with allergen-specific prohibitions, although it may be helpful to have allergen-restricted zones like a milk-free table when there are kids who cannot self-manage. So all of that to say that even if you ha- your school has a peanut or tree nut ban, it's really important to educate your teacher and your school about food allergies because they may not be as educated as it seems. And on the other side of that, for those who have milk or egg allergies, um, it just goes to show that it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you should chase after a milk or egg allergy ban in your classroom um, because it may not actually do 
as good of a job as uh, having other policies in place like washing hands and things like that. So um, I just want to give that to everybody as a little heads up. And of course, that other little sentence in there, sentence in there from the practice parameter update was that it may be helpful to have allergen restricted zones when kids cannot self-manage. So if kids are really little and they're not able to sort of um, understand that they can't touch other people's food and eat it, then those kinds of things like a table, a milk-free table or a peanut-free table um, may be helpful there. So I guess the overall theme I'm trying to get through on this one is that whatever allergy you have and whether or not there's any kind of bans in place, it is definitely important to talk to your teacher about food allergies. Okay, so another benefit of doing the food allergy training at school is that it's actually going to prepare your young child to make better decisions during the difficult teen years, and it will normalize allergies with their peers. I honestly believe that educating teachers about food allergies will actually help your child in the long term because it's been shown that teens who are not confident with their allergy might hide the allergy from their friends because they're embarrassed or they don't want to feel different and they might make decisions that put them into dangerous situations like maybe kissing someone who's eating their allergen or not carrying their epinephrine or things like that. So I think that a big goal of ours should be to make allergies common and normal. So educating and advocating isn't new when our kids get to the teen years. And I feel like the more we talk about it and advocate throughout their life, the more it's going to be normalized for them and their peers, which will increase their confidence. Okay, the next benefit of doing the food allergy training at school is that we're going to help our kids to learn independence. Now, the fear of an anaphylactic reaction at school makes this process much harder. And so if you're training your teacher in school and creating a safe environment and including your kid in that plan with their own responsibilities, you're allowing your child to gain confidence and learn how to protect themselves in an environment that is still protected enough for the stage they're at. And that's why you want to work as a team with the teacher and as a whole group. And your child is a part of that team. And they're going to learn that independence from working together with your teacher and with you in that way. And by actually increasing that independence, you're actually going to decrease your child's stress and your stress. Because let's face it, letting our babies go out that door into that big world by themselves is really hard. And adding the worry of an anaphylactic reaction while I'm not there, it brings me to my knees. And I'm sure you're feeling the same way. So that stress is real and your child feels it as well. So we want to create that safe environment for them at school so that they can feel knowledgeable that what their teacher is doing, what they're doing and what you are doing is working together to keep them safe. And let's not forget about your teacher in that. So if your teacher was to come across an anaphylactic reaction, think how that's going to make them feel. I mean, that is a scary event and they need to know that they have the confidence to deal with it as well. A few years ago, there was a survey of like 12,000 schools and it showed that approximately 18% of schools recorded an anaphylaction in 
anaphylactic reaction that year. And I know that the last thing your teacher wants is for one of their kids to have that reaction on their watch. So making sure that your child's teacher knows what to do is actually going to give them confidence every day going to school. So it's really important to think about them as well. And I don't know if they actually really realize what it would feel like to be in that situation where they're the ones in control and having to give the EpiPen. So um, making them, helping them realize that actually is a big deal because they will likely be the person that is with um, your child if they have a reaction. And so they really need to know that they are confident as well. Okay, so now that we know the many benefits of educating your school and teacher about food allergies, I want to talk about what you should cover in your food allergy training. And food is a huge part of school, which means that your training needs to be quite detailed. And I'll give you some general ideas here of what it should cover. So as I discussed before, um, when I went to create my food allergy plan template, I figured out what was going to happen throughout the daily routines and processes of school. And you need to think about not just a regular day, but other days like field trips and things like that. And that really started me on the process of what needed to happen. And you want to think about why label reading is important for foods and supplies that come into the classroom. You want to talk about how to avoid cross contact. You want to talk about safeguarding the classroom and the lunchroom. And you want to definitely talk about the training of staff and peers, because if there's a um, a substitute teacher that comes, how are they going to be trained? How are you going to make sure that they know about your child? Uh, and you want to use, of course, you want to talk about the symptoms of anaphylaxis and how to use epinephrine. I mentioned that I had created a template that um, I use year after year and have improved year after year. And I actually have that available for you if you want to use it to make your training a lot easier because it's actually 10 pages of what is needed to educate your teacher and to discuss with your teacher and your school to make sure that you're asking the right questions, to make sure that you're um, collaborating with your teacher in an organized way. And I've put over a hundred hours of trusted research and time into this template as I've refined it over the years. So you can use this, but any basically any parent can use this to train their teacher and it can be for any food allergy. So I will post that in the link if you want to make your school allergy training much easier and less stressful. And you might be wondering how else can you plan for school with food allergies? Well, you need to work with your teacher in school. But as I mentioned before, your child is also a really important part of that. So you want to empower them to help them keep themselves safe. And I have a free um, kids empowerment guide that will really help you to, it's basically a checklist of skills that you want to teach them. And it gives you 
quick and easy ways to implement this into your life and make it fun so that you're teaching your child in a fun way. Definitely check that out. I'm going to post the link. It's a free resource and it is the Kids Food Allergy Kids Empowerment Guide. And I think you're really going to like that to help your child get ready for school. If you are going into school this fall or in a year, it's great for any kids aged two to seven. So I would love to hear from you. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. And if you have other ideas for topics, I want to hear them. Just send me a quick DM over at Friendly Pantry on Instagram. It's at Friendly Pantry is my handle. And I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Before you go, Mama, if you love this episode and want deeper support, head over to FriendlyPantry.com to see how we can partner together to keep your food allergy child safer and worry less. There's no need for wasting time searching all over Instagram, TikTok, and the web to get the practical knowledge you need for your family. While you're there, grab your free Food Allergy Kids Empowerment Guide or the newly diagnosed checklist today. Topics are not medical advice and are the opinions, views, and property of Friendly Pantry Consulting Incorporated. All rights reserved. Always contact your board-certified allergist immunologist for health advice.